1: Grace and peace to you, and welcome to Reaching for Real Life with Sean Ozzaro, the senior pastor of River City Community Church in San Antonio, Texas. Now, this is a church that exists to help people just like you find the real life you were created for and find it to the full. That's what Jesus promised in John 10.10. And today we continue in this series called The Storyteller. It's the parables of Jesus. So when it comes to loving your neighbor, do you think it's hard to care for the people who live close by? Not a lot of fuzzy love here. The parable of the Good Samaritan drills down on tangible love in action. as Pastor Sean is teaching from Luke chapter 10. And reallife.org has this full message, sermon notes, and series available all for free. If you feel led to bless this listener-supported radio ministry, then please do. There's a place to give also right there at reallife.org. Today it's part two of the message called, Who is My Neighbor? It's time for Reaching for Real Life Radio. A
0: couple observations I think we can make. From the passage first real love always involves a specific target and in this case the specific target happened to be an enemy or at least someone who the samaritan was helping someone who likely despised him and jesus chose that carefully See, real love always has a specific target, and Jesus chose the most difficult kind. Someone who you know looks down on you, someone who you know doesn't like you, someone who doesn't approve of you, someone who has spoken poorly of you, He's, that's the example he gives. And you're like, I hate this story. I used to love this story. I hate this story now. Because all of you can think of someone who if Jesus were telling you the story, he would have put their face, their name, into the story. And you're like, dang it. Sean, don't you have a funny illustration right now? Yeah, no, I I really don't, because love always involves a specific target, and Jesus chose the most difficult one to illustrate it. After that, everything else is easier. There's no fuzzy loving of mankind here. I I never trust a person who says, oh, I love mankind, but they hate people. You ever known someone like that? They kind of love mankind. They talk about love for the strangers, the aliens, the immigrant, this one, that one, but they treat everybody they know like garbage. Love is isn't real until you act on it. And real love always involves a specific target. See, no fuzzy loving of mankind here. Mankind like, lives next door to you. He shops where you shop. He works where you work. Okay, now I'm going to really get into meddling. Mankind is coming to your house for Thanksgiving dinner. you know, like, oh, I could love a Samaritan, but not my brother-in-law, not him. No, no, Jesus, don't. It's too hard. It's too hard. That'll bring you to repentance. But that's what he's saying. He's saying, it, it's, it, we, we can't throw it around here at church, quote scriptures, quote a Bible verse with our kids, and all that, if we're not willing to say, real love always involves a specific target. Mankind lives up the street. Mankind works in your office, on your job site, wherever it is, that's who he's talking about. And in verse 33, remember what it says about the Samaritan? He tells us two who just passed by, but he says he saw him. And then it says, he had compassion on him. Those two things are really big. He saw him, and he had compassion on him. This is challenging, because honestly, I think we're almost too busy sometimes to even see people. We're so busy, and it's not that we don't want to, or that in some place within us we don't care. It's we're so busy, so focused on our stuff, our objectives, our goals, our dreams, our plan, our stuff, that we really don't even see people. People become kind of a means to an end. They become a part of whatever particular setting we're in. Okay, there's my work friends, and they're part of, they have a function in this circle. And then there's the people in my neighborhood, they're, they're in this circle. There's the, the parents on my kids' sports team, they're in this circle. And you know, whatever circles you want to name, they kind of just are a part of that. And they serve whatever function they serve there. You know, I love, I love networking events. I've, I have a friend who's really into him, so I've gone with him to networking events. And I love meeting people. I love talking to people. It's great. I want to encourage people. If you kind of go to networking events, just be careful of what can really happen very easily in a networking event. Sometimes we just go with the idea of, oh, these are relationships I can what? I can use. These are people I can use to build my business, to build my client list, to get leads. And relationships become... Totally utilitarian. And so I don't even see them as people. I see them as leads. I see them as potential clients. I see them as dollar signs. Now, I'm not saying stop going to networking events or stop interacting with people at work or whatever. What I'm saying is stop, pray for a moment, and then open your eyes and see them. Oh, this is a person that Jesus loves. Oh, this is someone he gave his life for. This person is very special our heavenly father he wants a relationship with them badly so much so that he sent jesus to die on the cross and see them through that lens it really changes things when that person isn't just a potential lead for your new business or your new venture that person is an individual who just told you about what they're going through with their teenage kid and it's not pretty and their heart is breaking they're not just another business person there's someone who's hurting or they're going through a divorce and it's tearing them apart or they've gone through a, a significant downturn in business and financially they're struggling and they don't know how they're going to make it and they're afraid and all of a sudden it's like you see them you know you, you just it's like take take and put another set of lenses on oh i see you you're a person that's maybe the most striking of the whole thing. He saw him, and then he had compassion on him. And all it means is he identified with him. What if that were me? What if that, I don't care that he's different. I don't care that I'm a Samaritan. He's a Jew. He probably hates me. What if someone did that to me? What if I was the guy half dead laying in a ditch? And instantly, that changed his perspective. It's not a despised adversary, an enemy. No. It's another person, a guy who went through something that any of us could go through and needs help. And he saw him. See, your neighbor, we say love our neighbor, your neighbor has a specific face and a name. My question is, who has God put in your path that you need to love? I mean, there may be faces or names that came to mind as just, we were talking about this. Who is it that you kind of know, yep, there in my path, and I, I need to love them. 1 John four twenty and 21, remember what John wrote? He says, whoever claims to love God yet hates a brother or sister is a liar. It's kind of harsh, but it's true. For whoever doesn't love their brother or sister whom they have seen, in other words, are right in front of you, they cannot love God whom they've not seen. And he's given us this command. Anyone who loves God must also love their brother and sister. See, here's the point. Once you love God and you are filled with his spirit, you can't help but begin to love the things that he loves. And if you stop for just a moment in a conversation and pray, God, give me your heart for this person. Wow. Talk about, talk about changing things. Some of you when you're driving in traffic need to put that prayer on your like, hang it from your rearview mirror. God, give me your heart for that jerk who just, mm, give me your compassion. And, and, but by the way, I, you know, we're, we're laughing. Be careful or God will. And all of a sudden you see that person who was angry and stressed and all of a sudden you go, I wonder what's going on. That they're like that. And what started as a little joke on a Sunday morning, you're like, oh, God doesn't take prayer as a joke. The minute I do it, all of a sudden he starts to give me his heart. And I start to pray. See, real love always involves a specific target. And it isn't real until you act on it. A second thing I think Jesus wanted us to understand, real love always results in specific action. In this short little story, real love always results in specific action. Verse 34 says, he went to him. Okay, caring wasn't enough. He saw him, had compassion. Oh, that's terrible. Mm, I'm going to Facebook about that. I'll, I'll I'll get a care chain going. No, he crossed the road. He crossed the road and went to the guy. And by the way, he knew, I'm getting into something that isn't going to end quickly or easily. He crossed the road. He went to him. The priests and the Levite failed because of their inaction. We don't know why they passed by. We just know they did. And they were the people, again, Jesus chose his characters carefully. They were the people who should have known. They were the people who should have understood. They talked about love. They clearly understood God's love. They worked around the symbols of God's coming redemption all the time. They taught about the Messiah, God's deliverance. They understood it. But for whatever reason, they passed by. We don't know why. And in verse 34 and 35, Jesus contrasts that with specific details of the Samaritan's act of kindness. He says he went to him and he bound up his wounds, pouring on oil and wine. And, you know, if you're not medical background, you're like, why is he making a salad? What's it with oil and wine? What? No, it's, it's, it's salve and antiseptic. It's what he had. And it was salve to help healing and antiseptic to help prevent infection. It says, then he set him on his own animal. He gave him his transportation. He brought him to an inn and he stayed.
1: And he this is when care we care take a quick minute to remind you, to make you're make listening sure it to it Reaching okay. for Real Life with Pastor Sean Azaro. The next day he took our listener supported the ministry area. of River City Community Church in this message careful. called, Who is Whatever My Neighbor? Spend, the series is called back. The Storytelling, is which is available specific. right now on the sermon About page at reallife.org. And while you're there, if you've been blessed by this teaching, your gift of any amount helps this radio ministry continue to help others. Just find the gift tab at reallife.org. And and Pastor Sean Azaro, now an author, invites you to check out his brand new book. This is Reaching for Real Life Radio.
0: I love that, that as a culture, we want to respond to the big catastrophes that happen around the world. I love that people take their... Facebook page, and when there 's a tragedy in France, they put the flag of France or they put they, they pray for this one, and that is awesome. I love that when Hurricane Harvey happened and, and we wanted to reach out and we gave to the Red Cross, we gave to ministries that we we sent teams, and we went. I love all that stuff. I love that when when the catastrophe in Las Vegas happens, which is the unthinkable that people rush to give blood, and those are awesome, awesome acts, but beware of exclusively. Showing your acts of love and compassion through what I like to call the caring bandwagon. The caring cause of the day. And it's almost like we're not careful. We can care to be seen caring. And I think that misses the point. We can get so caught up in always the cause of the day that we miss the point of, he said, your neighbor. And it's real people. It's individuals. I'm not saying we shouldn't do those other things. I'm saying we should not do them to be noticed. We should do them for authentic reasons. And I'm saying what we should not say, okay, I'm only going to be involved in the cause of the day, and then when I'm on my own time, I'm free, and I'm just going to do my thing. The good Samaritan, we're told, verse 33, it says, as, but a Samaritan, and then the phrase, as he journeyed. In other words, he was just out on business. He was just doing his thing. He wasn't on a missions project where he had his caring mindset on where he'd been briefed and had a special time of prayer with everybody beforehand, and now he was going to go and he was going to do the care thing. No, he was going on a business trip. He was just a journey. Kind of As he went on his way, he saw a need, and he took specific action. I, I want to challenge us. I think this is what Jesus wants us to really focus on. I think sometimes we get so driven to be part of the cause of the day that we literally get so busy, we don't have time to actually stop and look around at, like, at work. And say, who is it that God's put right in my path that, that they're not? The, the media's not covering them. But they need love and care. And so, they're in my circle. They're in my path. I'm the one. And I don't need any fanfare. I don't need to do a selfie with them. I don't need any of that. I just need to show the love of Jesus because they're in my path they work in my office they I came across them in the course of one of my sales calls and there they were and so right now look around ain't nobody else I'm the good Samaritan for them right now that's what Jesus is saying and it will involve specific action. He's wanting us to know, love isn't real until you act on it. Third thing, real love always involves real sacrifice. It always involves real sacrifice. This man took unbelievable time. He was an overnighter. And then he returned to settle up any additional the innkeeper would have to spend. So time and money. Two denarii, denarii. is like a, a denarii was a day's wage for a regular working guy. So this is a few hundred bucks that he's, that he's spending here. This is not, you know, ten bucks. This is not pocket change. He's, he's like having to take his, you know, his cash budget allowance for the next two weeks out of his pocket. Or he's having to go and say, okay, I'm not going to be able to buy that thing. Or I'm going to have to pull this out of this budget. He's having to do the math if he's like us. And figure out how to pay for this. But he's paying for care. He's paying for a room. He's paying for meals for this guy until he comes back. It's real sacrifice. And what's funny for us, I mean, the money can be a big deal. But I think almost the time, the time is maybe even a bigger deal. To actually take the time. Because we know, we all know. It's like when you go in. And, and as a pastor, you just need to know I understand this. You know, because I probably have a, a disproportionate amount, number of needs that come into my attention and we have a lot of people who serve a minister. I would ne- I, I, from day one, I'm not the guy who does all that. Okay, I have to do my share, but we got lots of people and we got group leaders and we do care beautifully at this fellowship. But there's just certain needs that come along and you go, okay, if I'm diving in, it's going to be a while. And the time is one of those things you go, okay, i got to clear my calendar. And I'll honestly confess, because I overpack my calendar, that's one of the hardest parts for me. That's one of the hardest parts to remember. Okay, i I, I got to start clearing because <laughs> I'm the Samaritan right now. I'm the only one around. And God put this person in my path. I'm the one who's supposed to right now. And so, yeah, that call i needed to have an appointment with that person i was supposed to meet that event i was going to be at and i was looking forward to yeah no i got to cancel that because i'm going in and you know what i mean when i say that and sometimes it's sometimes it's a simple word of kindness uh, uh um you know sharing a meal and bringing a word of encouragement and that's awesome when that's what it is but real love at some point or another will always involve sacrifice and Jesus was very plain about this. And they, I don't think they even, in John 15, 12 and 13, I don't even think they understood fully what he was saying here. This is my commandment, that you love one another, and he didn't stop there, as I have loved you. As I have loved you. And they're like, wow, Jesus has loved us. That's awesome. They don't know, because this isn't done yet. Jesus is saying this before he really illustrated it. That you love one another as I have loved you. And now he gives them a clue that I don't think they get yet. Greater love has no one than this, that someone lay down his life for his friends. Love illustrated and love defined by Jesus. It will involve sacrifice. His sacrifice, of course, he gave his life for us. He didn't do it about him. He didn't come to be, he said, he didn't come to be served. He didn't come to be glorified or exalted. He He came to serve us by giving his life. He was glorified. He is exalted, but he laid all that aside and he said they need a savior or they're going to be separated from father for eternity so I'm going to come and I'm going to love them I'm going to lay down my life for them see he was the ultimate example of renouncing self love putting self aside and that folks sometimes that's the hardest part because I'm focused on my schedule my agenda my desires my needs love is going to require at times that you put all that aside. Say, no, 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 I'm just going to love. Because love isn't real until you act on it. And last thing, and this is so important, is where the whole thing started, and we can't separate that, right? We focus on, it's like, almost like we think that first that first commandment, love God with everything you've got, and then the second, love your neighbor as yourself, we think those are, are separate. and The first isn't really part of it. This is just about the love of your neighbor. It's all connected. Real love begins with Father's love. It starts with Father's love love. See, 1 John four ten eleven 11 just lays it out for us. This is love. Not that we loved God. Okay, that's not that's not it. Okay? But that he loved us and how? He sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. We were sinner, sinners separated from God. He sent Jesus Christ to pay the very right and just death penalty that our sin incurred. In other words, so we could be completely forgiven. Jesus paid the penalty so God could look at us and we say, Father, forgive me. Set me free. I want it to be yours. He can look at the cross and say, the penalty, the debt that you owe because of your sin is paid in Jesus Christ. And he can be fully just. Justice is served. The debt has been paid. But he can be fully merciful. But you're set free. And His more importantly, his spirit can dwell in us. But that God loved us and sent his son as atoning sacrifice for our sins. And look. Dear friends, since God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. See, what he's saying is because you are loved, because you are people who God looked at you and said, you're worth it, I love you, I will give my life for you, I will do anything, I will go to whatever uh, ever necessary lengths to see you come to redemption and have a relationship and have the abundant life you were created for. Because of that, he said, now we should love one another. And this is not just an instruction, kind of you should, Kind of a guilt thing, oh yeah, probably should. Jesus took a cross for me, I probably should you know, help my neighbor. That's not it at all. People who know they're loved tend to give love. It's just the way it works. And we should every day get up and go, man, I am loved. And some of you may be here and you don't feel loved. You don't feel loved. I want to say to you, when you see the cross, when you hear the message of the gospel, When you hear the love that God poured out for you, you need to understand how loved you are. And that should change us. We should begin to share his love, to show the love that he poured out. See, what happens when we become followers of Jesus Christ? His spirit dwells in us. So very literally, because of his spirit in us, we are letting him love people through us. We are becoming vehicles, conduits, if you will, Of his love. The use of religious leaders or worshippers as those who are unloving is instructive. It's this terrible kind of dichotomy. Professing to love God, but neglecting to love in his name. See, that whole conversation began with love God, with everything you've got. So I want to challenge us as we say, okay, how can I be that representative of love? I want to challenge you to receive his love. Let him love you you've never accepted christ as savior you can today it's a simple saying please lord forgive me i'm a sinner and i need a savior and then letting him come into your life because the whole point of the cross is he he deals with the consequence of our sin so that we can fellowship with the spirit of god the cross is not is not the end game of the christian faith it's the essential doorway the end game is being filled with the spirit and walking in relationship with father that's the point so receive his love. Be filled with his spirit and now love others in his love and in his name. Love isn't real until you act on it and Jesus told us that in the most beautiful ways. Think about that. And Let's just, instead of being so driven, I'm afraid we get so driven, so project, so take this hill, take that hill, take the next hill. Slow down. Wake up and look around. I think that's the love he's really looking for. Let's all become representatives of his love.
1: That's Pastor Sean Azaro. You've been listening to Reaching for Real Life Radio. And if you'd like to hear this full message in the series, The Storyteller, it's available right now on demand at reallife.org. And there, if you're able to bless back, your financial gift helps this radio ministry continue. Again, look for the Give tab at reallife.org. And while you're there, we'd appreciate your feedback. You can leave us a note on our Contact Us page. Or even better, your financial gift helps this radio ministry continue.
0: River City is come as you are and has a relaxed, casual feel with practical teaching, inspirational worship, and age-appropriate ministry for the whole family. We're located a mile and a half outside of Loop 1604 on Lookout Road across from Atama Park. Our current service times are 9.30 and 11.30 Sunday mornings. River City is a church for real life, and so our home on the web is reallife.org. We hope you'll come and see us as you travel the road to real life.